example, if you need to pay 1,000 renminbi to your freelancer in China, your recipient will not receive the exact amount. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight-up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Looking for ways to save cash on cross-border payments is definitely, definitely a big pain point for all of us doing business internationally, especially here in Asia. And banks just love these hidden fees, and especially internationally, there are also these gaps with the currencies. So, welcome to Global from Asia, episode one hundred sixty-eight. Globalfromasia.com slash episode one six eight. But before we get into the show, we have a new iTunes review. Woohoo! I haven't gotten one since October, so this one was just left in early March. So I'm excited to read it off to you guys again. I know it's kind of a pain in the butt to figure out how to leave a review, but it's a quick and hopefully easy and free way to support the show. So if you do enjoy this show, appreciate a, a honest review on iTunes or any of your social listening sites. And it's titled "Wow, this podcast has taught me so much." Five stars by Chris from FBA for You, and he's in China. And uh, well, you guys already know Chris Davy. He's been on a show a couple of times, so he left us in March second, two thousand seventeen. And he says, "This is a really great podcast with great mix of topics. It's really worth a listen for sure. It's on my list of automatic downloads. Michael is a great guy and has a great network of superb guests. I've been listening to this since I arrived in China in 2012, and the Cross Border Summit event in Shenzhen every April is also a great event where you can network with a lot of people. Michael has interviewed in the last few years. Wow." Chris got me got me all tingly over here. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you for coming and sharing at the Cross Border Summit last year, and we will see you there this year, April 21st and 22nd in Shenzhen. CrossBorderSummit.com, everybody, or you can go to GlobalFromAsia.com, and it's a big highlighted red menu item on the top right. So it's our main focus for the next couple of weeks. So. Hope it don't bug you too much, but it is a great way. We even have online tickets. If you guys can't make it, we're trying to engage with people from around the world. And、uh, this year, we have an online ticket for you to check out. Okay, and now for this week's show, Simon Lim is talking about his new cross-border payment solution, just cross-border payments in general, especially in Asia. Ways you can pay freelancers and other people and doing business, and so. There's a lot of reasons why it's so complicated, and he has tons of experience. So let's listen into Simon's interview. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning into another Global from Asia podcast. I got Cross Border Summit in my mind here. It's just coming up so quick. So we have with us a guest, Simon Lim. Thank you for being here, Simon. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we we've connected through Jonah,、uh, and she's a common friend, and it's great that we have connected recently. And and、uh, she's definitely the social media guru. If you remember, you remember, you know Jonah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I mean, it's it's great that we could we could catch up and uh, uh, and and in person in Shenzhen as well. Yeah, exactly. We we had we got to meet up for lunch and and talk about all these cross border stories, which. It's yep, great. Yep. It's great to have pe- people like you that I can share these, what I feel like unique stories. But it's becoming more and more common in in business and life, at least in my world. So there's so many ways to introduce you. You have kind of followed a similar path as as I have with this 
your travels in Asia a little bit, but you first started in Singapore sometime in Philippines doing internet marketing. And, and now you're spending a lot of your time here in Shenzhen, China, uh, doing cross-border payments with a, a new startup, Aurelia Pay, that you're, you're founding and just went through all the licensing, which I can only imagine is very, very uh, painful. So that's kind of the first phase of today's show. But anything you'd like to add, yep. Simon, to your, to your story? Well, uh, well, I think probably I would say is that uh, I come from the engineering background, uh, and then I move on into finance, and uh, and then what I've done in uh, after uh, digital marketing. So uh, I managed one of the uh, leading forex trading platform, focusing in back office and compliance. After that, I started. Aurelia Pay, doing cross-border payment. So uh, why not let me just uh, give you an, a brief overview about Aurelia Pay. How about that? Yeah, of course, right? please. I'd love to know that. Sure. So uh, basically, Aurelia Pay is a cross-border payment service, all right, focusing in uh, Southeast Asia, Hong Kong, and Greater China. Uh, so basically, what we do, we are doing end-to-end uh, payment network. All right. So what do I mean by end-to-end is that uh, if you need to send funds from uh, uh, any of our location, so uh, example, you want to send funds from uh, Singapore to Hong Kong or Singapore to Malaysia. So we have bank accounts in, in all these locations. Right? So we, we manage the collection and we also manage the delivery. Or that, that, that is what I mean by end-to-end payment network. And because we are doing end-to-end, we are not relying on any uh, third-party delivery partner or intermediaries, all right? Uh, that's why we could deliver uh, payment and settlement within the same business day, all right? And very of cool. course, uh, with a very competitive and transparent FX rate, as you may know that if you do a wire transfer or a telegraphic transfer through the bank system, and what will happen usually is there are a lot of hidden costs, uh, there's a lot, a lot of unknowns about the duration where the money will be credited to the uh, recipient. Uh, so basically, that is what a short overview of Aurelia Pay is about. Basically, very, very cool. Yeah, we need we need more services like this for cross border or international business owners, especially a lot of listeners. So, so thanks for going through the pain. So yeah, I, I know the the difficulties of getting these licenses. I haven't dug as deep. Well, you've gone through it. You're, you're, you've gotten it. So this is the magic word is MSO, right? Money service operator license. Operator. Yep, that's right. Yep, that's right. So basically, what we do is that um, our company Aurelia, our parent company Aurelia, uh, is actually a registered uh, and licensed uh, uh, money service operator under the Hong Kong uh, Custom Department. So with this uh, money service operator license or what we call MSO, all right, uh, we would be able to process payments, all right, and also uh, follow and following a set of uh, uh, international standards in terms of uh, AML and KYC compliance. So that is more on the uh, the the regulation like mm. uh, anti money laundering, know your customer, uh, background checks, and things like that. So basically. Applying this license is to make sure that we comply, right, with the latest regulatory standards, and also to mitigate uh, risks uh, in terms of uh, compliance and also uh, uh, and money laundering or terrorist financing risks yeah. as well. So, 
it, it took us almost like six months to go through the whole this whole process of uh, applying the license and uh, to comply to to set up our compliance framework to to uh, before we launch Aurelia Pay uh, in uh, Hong Kong and China this month basically yeah yeah so. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a lot of, of course, we can go really technical, but I think we're going to keep it business, you know, on the business side today. But basically what all these yeah, li- sure. all these licenses, just to kind of translate a little bit, some of the, the keywords like KYC, uh, AML is like know your customer, anti-money laundering. So basically it means protecting the uh, governments or the world from having you know, all these bad people do bad things, getting money for terrorism or, or, you know, bad things. So they don't want to use services. They don't want, of course, the governments don't want to approve, allow that to happen. So you have, you as a, as a money service operator or person handling money between borders, you have to kind of promise and verify that you will check every client and transaction and make sure that there's not going to be any bad things, funny things going on. So it's a very important. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a, right. That's like the uh, layman's terms of what this is. So yeah, it's a very serious thing, and it's it's a it's a good milestone. So congrats on on getting that. Um, and hopefully, yeah, Thank you. and uh, let's use that you know to help business owners like like uh, our listeners and and me. So so there's some you know I think the biggest is the currency conversions, right? Like there's international business. I think one of the, key difference of international business from domestic business is you're going to work in multiple currencies. I think that's one of the biggest differences. So, you know, I, a lot of times people on the show are asking me about a U.S. dollar denominated credit card in Hong Kong or, you know, can mm-hmm. they get, or stay yep. or Stripe or PayPal, can they withdraw a U.S. dollar to their account rather than Hong Kong dollars? Because, you know, of course, all these financial institutions have this spread, you know, make a percent, you know, your the market rate is a little bit off. So you're going to be paying some fees in your transaction fees. And there's so many fees, right? Um, and of course, you know, even your service takes fees. I mean, that's how businesses have to operate. Um, is, is this is this because of regulation or is this because of business models? You know, people, I think, are curious. Why is there is there a lot of these forcing to do certain currencies? Or, or I don't know if you can un- understand what I mean, but I know a lot of people are always curious why is it why can't they just operate in currencies they they like to? Well, I, I think partially is uh, partially is due to regulatory requirements, and 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 the second part would be the spreads by the bank. So let's say, for example, take for instance USD credit card in Hong Kong. All right, so it's it's very. It's very easy to apply um, HKD dollar denomination credit cards instead of USD. So not all banks offer USD credit cards in Hong Kong. Depends on your relationship with them. Uh, and uh, basically, a lot of people would prefer to have a USD credit card and and, and pay to and, and make payments like on Amazon or or or, or your hosting fees or your payment fees to uh, freelance, right? So uh, instead of uh, the Hong Kong dollar, or whatever, right? Because the whole point is that if if your current if your if your card is basically uh, based if you are actually residency or your uh, or, or you are based in Hong Kong, so usually they'll give you a HKD card. So 
if you are if you are swiping a SGD transaction or a USD transaction, so what happens is that they convert your purchases, right? Mm. Uh, they, they deduct, they, they convert your, exp- your your purchases back to Hong Kong dollar, right? And basically, due to the currency conversion, they will usually will add a two point five to three percent spread uh, as a processing fee. Right, and as you may know, PayPal might be even mm. higher than three percent mm-hmm. on top of the transaction fee. Yeah. So, so basically, that is uh, for them to do their settlement on the FX settlement on the back end, uh, and as well as that, there are a lot of hidden fees, especially on the spread uh, uh, when you actually do cross border payment. Right, the only way uh, to move forward is basically to have uh, to have a. Uh, a debit card, right? Example like uh, PayOneer or Neteller that has US dollar card and you can actually top up your card and you can just spend accordingly. But that would be on a debit basis instead of credit. So there are a lot of ways that you could um, that you could actually avoid uh, currency conversion. Depends how you actually engineer it. And also uh, sometimes when you actually purchase an ticket online right mm. you have option to pay in in the in your local currency but usually if you do not select uh the currency that you, that you prefer example if you select uh if you just set to default currency like in airbnb or agoda or or buying an ticket so usually there there are more there are hidden charges on top of that right uh these are because of payment processing uh, on the credit card side on Visa and Master. Uh, basically, that, that is actually the, they have set up that framework on the processing part, especially on, on online purchases uh, in regards to credit card or debit card, basically. Mm. Got it. So is is there going to be like a one currency to rule? I know we always talk about, we try to talk about Bitcoin often on the show. Is, is there going to be a solution to these multi-currencies or is it kind of always going to be like this you think or yeah well uh multi-currency is actually good uh and if you have a hong kong bank account uh you you will eventually have a multi-currency uh account uh where you usually in regardless of personal or corporate uh but however they do not provide a multi-currency credit card exactly. right? uh, yeah. yeah they they only will allow you to have either hong kong dollar denomination or US dollar. So you have to uh, look at uh, what kind of, uh, depends on your spending pattern. If your spending pattern has more USD, then you might need to get a USD card. Uh, if you have more uh, local spending in Hong Kong, like you have to pay the local, uh, that you have to dining out in Hong Kong, then you use your Hong Kong dollar card, basically. Got it. Is there a US dollar card? I I don't. I think maybe in a personal bank, but I don't know about business bank. At least HSBC. But I know I haven't found one, or maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. Well, I think right now in Hong Kong, based on my understanding and based on my last uh, visit to, to the Hong Kong banks uh, for the past few months, uh, I don't think they offered any business debit card or credit card anymore nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do offer on the personal level. But on the personal level, they might need to have a collateral or you might need to put up a, a $10,000 $10, deposit and your credit limit is at 10000 example, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that is if you are a non-Hong uh, Kong resident or you are a foreigner, that, that would be the, the ideal uh, 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 structure they would go with, basically. Okay. 
this is cool, man. Thanks. Thanks for giving us this insight. Um, so let's give some case studies. I know a lot of times, well, there's people paying, buying products, of course, for, well, either B2B or B2C, but maybe we'll, we can dig into that too. But how about paying your staff or freelancers? Cause I know a lot of times, you know, you said you, you know, you've been in the Philippines. I've, I've been in the Philippines. I still have teams there and the trends all, everybody's working from home, like, or working remotely or out of co-working or a coffee shops. So there's a lot of disruption, I think, in all of the way people work. But of course, as far as a business owner, like a lot of our listeners are digital nomads or, you know, running their business anywhere, they just want to pay their worker to pay their, you know, pay the rent and living. So they're just kind of PayPal on the money or, or using these different services. Um, what, what are some ways you think we could better or is, is there solutions for paying in China or Asia? these kind of freelancers? Yeah, sure. I mean, so that's where uh, Aurelia Pay came into picture. So basically, as you may know, right now, there are a lot of remote workers uh, based in Asia, uh, primarily in Philippines, right? And yeah. uh, most of the time, we would just pay them on PayPal or PayOneer mm-hmm. and they would just request withdrawal to the bank account. Or they might request you to do a, a Western Union example, yeah. right? But the whole point is that all these payment processors, they have a very high transaction fees and charges, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and the, the, and most important, the fees are not transparent. And and most of the time, the recipient or the freelancer will be at the losing end, right? Exactly. So what we do is that uh, we do uh, cross-border payment where we do end-to-end, right? So we can actually, if example, if you need to pay 1,000 renminbi to your freelancer in China, Right, we will uh, give you the FX rate uh, in your uh, preferred currency, either in USD or Euro or Sing Dollar or Ringgit, right? Uh, and so that your recipient will receive uh, net uh, one thousand renminbi, for example. Because if you are if you were to send one thousand renminbi from the bank channel, okay, your recipient will not receive the exact amount. Uh, in regardless of you're paying your staff as a payroll or you are buying products uh, for import or export, basically. So on our platform, basically, we actually provide a fixed rate, right? We actually take an interbank daily rate uh, and we, we apply that rate uh, so that it's very transparent. It's like, uh, example, if like sender require, uh, if let's say sender want to send 1,000 US dollar, right, then we will show uh, how much the recipient will receive. That's uh, on the first option, right? Uh, and of course, the second option would be if the recipient requests an exact amount of renminbi, all right, or peso, right? We will give the exact amount uh, in the in the sender currency so that uh, the recipient will receive the exact amount and they will receive it within the same business day itself uh, without delays, Right, and of course, uh, before they can uh, uh, trans uh, uh, come on board to do the fund transfer on our platform, uh, of course they have to uh, sign up uh, and uh, uh, and and submit document for KYC mm-hmm. to verify. And once the verify is done, then they they could remit anytime on our platform uh, to any countries that we have uh, network in, basically. So cool! I just got some more questions. So basically, we people could come in you mean in person or online yeah so right now we are we are having an online app right so basically our user can actually just sign up 
right? And then we'll do the custom onboarding process on where you submit your document for KYC purposes. And once uh, your the KYC uh, is done, it's verified, then you could just uh, do the fund transfer on our platform. So it's very similar to uh, some uh, online money transfer platform like in Europe, like uh, TransferWise and so on, basically. Got it, got it. Very cool. Very cool, very cool. So it could be to individuals or businesses or I guess, is there, do you need an invoice? Do you need to show what's the reason of the payment? I mean... Uh, yep, we do. Uh, right now for our platform, we open we, we, we open to individual and also to corporate uh, business owner uh, where they need to make payments uh, into China or into Hong Kong, especially those uh, exporters. All right. If they need to buy products in China, they need to send funds to Hong Kong and uh, to to China. We could do the payments, right? And of course, due to AML uh, compliance and requirements, we will have a we will set a threshold, all right, uh, based on uh, uh, based on a customer case to case basis and based on the customer profile, we will set a a daily uh, transfer daily transfer limit. Uh, as well as we, we may require certain additional uh, documents like uh, contracts in invoice that is part of the processes, right? Especially for large amount transfer, we, we are bound by the law to collect mm. additional documentation as a proof of the purchases or as the proof of the uh, of the both parties transaction, basically. Okay, this is this is cool. So. You're focused on the mainland China or or uh, or Southeast Asia or all of Asia. Is there limits on where people can send money? Okay, so right now uh, for Arena Pay, uh, we are actually focusing on Southeast Asia and Hong Kong and China. So for Southeast Asia, mainly is Malaysia, Singapore, uh, Indonesia, all right, and uh, Philippines is coming up as well. So as long as we have uh, networks, we have uh, operation in all these countries that we operate in, uh, we will be able to do fund transfer um, uh, between these countries. So, example, from uh, Malaysia to Hong Kong, Malaysia to China, Singapore to Hong Kong, Singapore to China, and so on and so forth. So, basically, or, or Hong Kong to Malaysia or Hong Kong to Singapore, example, is vice versa, basically. Cool. So, can I give some example uh, tr- ideas and maybe you can say it's possible or how- yeah sure sure i mean feel free to 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 give me some suggestion great yeah i mean i'm thinking of myself as well as listeners uh so let's say i have a hsbc hong kong bank and then i want to pay to philippines i could send you money to your hong kong your company's hong kong bank and then you would then send money to to that person in the, in the Philippines? Yep, that's right. So basically, it's that since that you have a HSBC bank account, right? So I'll collect your Hong Kong dollar uh, locally in Hong Kong, right? Where you transfer HKD to my company account, right? Once the Hong Kong dollar is received, uh, we will uh, we will send the Filipino peso from our local account in Philippines um, to the uh, recipient. So basically, there's no wire transfer takes place. Uh, basically, what we do is we are doing a process of netting and contra, uh, where uh, that would speed up 
the transfer time and also the, the cost as well, basically. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, um, what are some some of the most popular ways you see people using the service? I guess it would be small business owners. Is is there e-commerce use? Uh, I guess it would be on their operational side with staff and, and buying the products? Yeah, I think I think in terms of cross-border payment, mainly uh, I can see I'll, I'll I'll break down into this few um, uh, industry that that would most of the time using cross-border payment. Uh, the first definitely would be B two B trading, uh, import and ex- export. Right, example uh, like you need to buy products in China, sell to Singapore. Products in China sell to Europe or, or US, right? So that would be the B two B trading. That would be the first part, right? And then of course the second part would be employment uh, and also freelancer payroll. Example: You have uh, mates in uh, uh, in Hong Kong that they need to remit funds back to Indonesia or Philippines. We have the uh, the overseas uh, 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 Indonesian and uh, Philippines who works abroad. Right, uh, in Malaysia, in Singapore, or in Hong Kong, where they need to remit funds back home uh, to Indonesia or Philippines, for instance. So that would be a very great potential. And the third would be actually travel agencies, uh, where they need to actually make payments uh, to the uh, uh, the tour agency to make arrangement or to make hotel bookings and and tour agent uh, booking as well. And because all these tour agencies, they are very small, uh, small operation, right? So uh, basically, we can help them to move. We can help them to process their payment at within the same business day with a fixed rate. So uh, there won't be any uh, doubts about oh whether the recipient will receive less or the recipient will complain and call them up and say, hey, I, I, I invoice you 10000 Why do I receive mm-hmm. uh, 9004 exactly. or 9003 or even lower than that? And, exactly. and basically by using a by using a, 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 a cross-border payment platform like Aurela Pay, we could actually mitigate and, and, and eliminate all these issues uh, where we, we could make payment, invoice payment, Exactly on the exact amount within the same day. So, example: if uh, if a small petty trader they want to buy products in China, right? So when they pay me Sing dollar or or Malaysia ringgit, right? I will pay renminbi to their supplier. So the supplier will receive a net amount within the same day, and basically these traders will will receive their product much faster because they've cut off. The the bank transfer the cut off uh, they cut off and and speed up the the the, the processing time uh, between uh, the money transfer from Singapore to China for example right because if you use the bank transfer uh, to if you use bank to transfer funds uh, let's say from example from Singapore to China minimum it will take three to seven working days right even if it's so near sometimes I find it funny that. When I fly over from Singapore to Hong Kong, uh, to China, it's five hours. But for my money to move from one bank to another, it took me three days to seven days, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of really painful, uh, especially you need to move uh, funds, uh, micro uh, payments uh, across the board, right? Like 1,000 to 10,000. So if it's small amount, usually the bank will have even higher FX rate 
even higher charges to facilitate this uh, cross-border payment, basically. Very cool. All right. And uh, is there any tips on people to not get in trouble? <laughs> Meaning like flagged accounts? Is there like high risk countries? Like I had a great team member in the past. Uh, she's from Ukraine and uh, she had a local Ukrainian bank account and it was like a nightmare really to pay her. <laughs> so I, I know that at least I think that's still a high risk location. Um and I got in trouble a little bit when I was trying to send money there. Like banks were asking me why I was sending money there. Uh, is there ways to kind of avoid? Because sometimes people are afraid to get their own account in trouble, like you know, or banks in trouble sending money to somebody, even though it's legitimate business. Is there some kind of ways people can kind of be prepared more? <laughs> if that's the right word. Mm. Well, I think it depends case to I think this question is very subjective and it depends case to case basis. But for instance, for Avera Pay, uh, in terms of the customer that we receive, what we would uh, basically, as long as they are not part of, as long as, long as their nationality is not part of any US sanction list, uh, then we are okay to accept them as our client to make payments into Hong Kong or, or, or Asia, right? Mm. Um, that would be how that would be how we manage our risk because we couldn't accept any um, any uh, clients, for example, from uh, North Korea, example, right? Uh, where it's under sanction list, right? Mm. And uh, and of course, in terms of uh, paying to any uh, high risk or sensitive or developing countries, we do not provide any service at this point in time. What we do is that we accept clients globally that need to send funds to Southeast Asia or China, uh, as long as they're not part of any sanction list. Uh, upon our KYC and AML background check, uh, we, we are open to uh, accept any client except the, uh, as I mentioned, the US uh, sanction list, basically. Very, very, very cool. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we're, we're all geeks on this show. We like to get in the nitty gritty. So thanks. Thanks for giving us these, some of these terms and insights. I, I, I joke sometimes on the show where I say, I hope we didn't bore people sometimes to talk about credit cards and, and other things. And people usually reach out and say, no, Mike, please keep this. We like it. And we never know where to find this, this perspective. So, so thanks, Simon. And, and uh, also, thanks for you know you're you're supporting the cross border summit. You will be sharing there as well for people to meet you. And we're really supportive of your of your new startup. Is there any kind of discounts or perks uh, for listeners today that want to get get involved once you're ready? I know you're you know you're getting things going. Well, uh, well, uh, as what Michael has mentioned, uh, I'll be attending and speaking at cross border uh, summit uh, next month. Uh, in Shenzhen, China. Uh, and during that cross-border summit, that two days, uh, we have a booth for Arela Pay. So what uh, we, we actually have a special uh, arrangement uh, for, attend, for people who attend and visit us at cross-border summit, right? So uh, what I would suggest, what I would recommend, all right, is attend cross-border summit in China. That's the first thing that you should do. Awesome. Right, that you shouldn't miss up, right? Yeah. And the second one is you should drop by to our Aurelia booth uh, at cross-border summit and uh, and uh, do come and, come and say hi and uh, and get to know us and, uh, and sign up uh, on the spot 
uh, and we'll give you a free uh, 15 minutes consulting call uh, to uh, advice uh, in regards to any uh, payment challenges or import export related question on settling payments, oh. uh, how to optimize your costs, uh, how to speed up the process, how to have how to get a better FX rate, how to be, how to get more transparent and much faster delivery time. So yeah, so bottom line is attend cross border awesome. summit. Wow. We see our vote basically. That that will be that will be the best uh, I could offer for now. Uh, and once our app uh, once our app is uh, live next week, uh, probably I will give you another link uh, to sure. to put it up on the podcast uh, sure, link. Sure. Uh, and we might we might even do a uh, limited uh, discount for for some podcast listener, right? Cool. That they can sign up with us. Uh, and uh, once they sign up with us, and uh, we will give them a free consulting call just to advise and just to seek, just for them to get to know us better and to see if our solution fits their their business operation and requirement, basically. Mm. Very cool. Thanks so much, Simon. And yeah, it's great, uh, great show today. And and uh, I hope a lot of listeners can meet you at the show. So, how can people f- find you and and your business online? Yeah, uh, our uh, domain is basically Aurelia uh, Pay. So it's a u r e l i a p a y pay dot com, uh, and uh, that will be our uh, oper- our money cross border payment uh, transfer service. Or you could reach me out on Twitter. My Twitter handle is uh, Simon Lim eighty eight, as in numeric eight eight. So uh, I'm I'm available on Twitter or or on my company website, basically. Very cool, very cool. We'll link them up on the show notes as always, and and it's been a pleasure, Simon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again, Michael. Thank you so much, Simon. Really appreciate you coming on the show and your effort and enthusiasm for supporting Cross Border Summit and Global from Asia. We are also going to be sharing with everybody on our social channels the uh, kind of like document, not, you know, not sharing, but documenting. Claire's working really hard. Wendy, my wife, a lot of ambassadors and everybody's just doing really great things here. So we are going to be sharing all of this work we're doing and trying to make it fun and Gary V style a little bit, uh, making a plan for that. So if you want to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all Global From Asia username. And it reminds me, I got a lot of work to do for this conference. I'm going to get back to work. See you guys next week. Tons and tons of amazing shows already lined up for you. So we are just excited to keep sharing knowledge and helping connect you guys to make better business for your global operations. Take care. Peace. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.